If you didn't know before, now you know why they call this the Fun Belt. Very excited about the Sun Belt. You know, while other conferences have been breaking up, our conference has become stronger. The state of Sun Belt football is the strongest in our history. I saw Fun Belt Conference, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. But I got to join the show. It sounded a lot of fun. Uh, this is Jeremy Harper from HowRazor.com. Joining me is my partner in crime, uh, Dusty Thibodeau from the Warhawk Report. Guys, guys, it's just we're the guys, all right? I think you're seeing double still from, uh, I, I from the bourbon on Bourbon too Street. Too much Bourbon Street. You know, I had a good time the other night on Bourbon Street, just kind of walking around the street, seeing the, the street performers, walking in a couple bars, having a couple drinks. It's been great. It's always a good time. In New Orleans, and we're having a really good time at Sunbelt Media Days. You know, where the, the coaches and the players have gotten on the podium, have said some uh, interesting things in regards to uh, where their team is. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the Sunbelt being the best group of five program in all of college football. A lot of talk about revamping offensive lines. What's your big overall take so far? I think my biggest take is, is really just hearing all the coach speak, right? <laughs> Every, everybody's just hoping that they can field 22 guys on the field yeah, and that uh-huh. they all have matching uniforms. But, yeah, I, I think offensive line, if you look across the board at, at any and every team in the Sunbelt West as we've started that coverage, that's the key. And, and, and that's really going to be how they live or die. I think that part of that is also going to dictate how well the quarterbacks play. But I think that the quarterback play is dependent upon the offensive line. Absolutely. And I wonder, Tibbs, did the Sunbelt West coaches sort of take that cue from the East? You know, the East is one with Coastal Carolina, JMU, uh, all those all those teams that kind of came in with big bodies in the trenches and sort of negated the sort of fast and furious style that some of the West uh, teams were, were sort of known for. So I'm wondering, it's just, all right, it's an arms race, but it's not an arms race, it's a weight race. I think the other thing that we heard a lot about was was speed. That apparently a offensive lineman running 19 <laughs> miles an hour, I, I, I'm kind of sidestepping that pulling guard whenever I see him come around the end if he's if but he's running that fast. If you see a, a 290, 310 guy running 21 miles per hour at you, I, I'm jumping ship. I'm I'm diving into the ditch. I am getting out of the way. I'm not allowing that to hit me. Or I'm curling up in the fetal position just hoping he jumps over me. Now, one, another thing I've noticed about the Sunbelt West has been about attitude. It seems like uh, uh, last season it was all about sort of acquiescing to the East, uh, acknowledging that the East was very strong, that maybe the champion was probably going to come from the East, and that the Sunbelt West would sort of be building up. That didn't really happen last year, and this year the attitude seems to be about, hey, we're going to try to win a championship. It's not about building up. For sure. I, I mean, I think that the SEC, SEC, the SBC yeah. West champion uh, has come from the West for the past three years. Yeah. And so that really sets the tone that the East has to try to catch up to the West. We thought last year was going to be that year with all of the stacked teams in the East, but it just didn't happen. We, we saw really those dominating performances there from South Alabama and Troy, and you know, Troy able to capture that, that title over Coastal Carolina um, just solidified that the West right now, at least, is is the better division. And speaking of the better division, we'll be keep keeping up with two teams. Uh, their student athletes, their coaches on, on Fun Belt Podcast today, we'll be talking to Will Hall 
at Southern Miss, and we'll be talking to the governor, Kane Womack, and South Alabama. We'll hear what they have to say about their offensive lines, about their defenses, and what they expect to see out of the season in 2023. I think one of the miraculous stories, Jeremy, of last year's season, Uh Southern Miss. Yes! Able to pull out the come from behind, get bowl eligible, and get a bowl win. It was so great that they put Frank Gore inside of a statue at Southern Miss so he couldn't come to the Sun Belt. <laughs> you know, here was the thing about last year, too, Will, is that every week would go by, and every week the storyline was more Southern Miss magic in yeah. week two, week three, week four, week five. How did you bring that magic to Hattiesburg? Oh, oh man. man, you, you know, know well, when, when you play, play that many one-score games, <laughs> you know, you're going to pull out some of them, uh-huh. and, uh, and, and we didn't pull out some of them, but we were just that kind of team, you know, we were a team that really believed in each other, we were a team that played extremely hard, we just weren't that good, so, you know, but we were good enough if we played good, we could play with anybody, and we were just bad enough that we didn't play good, we could lose to anybody, so... Uh, Every game was close, except for one all year long, and we won our share and we lost our share. Hopefully we've learned from that. Hopefully we're a little better. We've had three years of recruiting class now. We've got a lot of people coming back. Hopefully we've improved, and uh, we're going to learn from those mistakes and play a little bit better this year throughout. One of the huge games you had last year, able to win the bell, get it, get it from Tulane. How big was that game, knowing that they were the G5 representative in the, the, the playoffs? Yeah, so – I'm going to talk about first time when it happened and after it was over. So when it happened, it was just big because that's a big rivalry game, right? Southern Miss Tulane goes way back. We played for the bell. So that was big in and of itself. We're trying to build the program. As the year kept progressing, it becomes even bigger. And I think one of the our, our kids really took a lot of confidence from it, from again, from the standpoint of when we play well, we can play and beat anybody. And uh, so I think that's been a, you know, a little bit of a point of confidence and point of reference for confidence throughout the offseason. Coach, a common thread that I've seen through today's uh, tour of the Sunbelt West is offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. That seems to be where everybody's trying to build up. Is that what's happening at Southern Miss? Definitely. You know, offensive line is a developmental position at the group five level. It just is, you know, and, and we've, like you heard me say, we inherited a program only seven O-linemen. Now we're up to 17. A lot of those kids were highly recruited kids that we developed in our program. So we're older there, we're more experienced, and we just got more of them. So uh, we think this will be our best unit that we put out there up front. And we've been hearing a lot of that, right? A lot of yeah. people trying to put that beef up there, right? <laughs> Where's the beef? Well, I hate that. I wish it was just us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just you guys. You yeah. Everybody else is working on wide receiver. So, yeah. so we know coaching is, is definitely a big fraternity. Y'all love each other except for that one Saturday every week. Kane Womack opens up with Tulane. Have you, did you talk to him at Sunbelt Media Days to kind of give him some pointers of what you did last year? And, you know, say, hey, you got him week one, let me know what you do so that later on we get him. Well, you got to remember, I coached for Willie Fritz for two years. So I was coordinator to help build Tulane, so I love Willie Fritz. Uh, he's a mentor of mine. I also, you know, think a lot of Kane, we're dear friends, but uh, and I, our confidence means a lot to me, so that's a. That's, That's a, a tough, tough one over there. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna stay out of it all the way together, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they get a little beat up against Tulane, and then they're, yeah. they're not so hard to beat in the, uh, in the conference. Well, you, you know, we always talk 
came home, we called him governor with his political science degree, yeah. saying if coaching doesn't work out, he'll run for governor. Coach, that, that, that was political right there, that you just walked around yeah. and, 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 and so you... We could get, get to where we all play each other like we're doing this, you know, West Tulane, South Island, it could be like Army Navy Air Force. <laughs> We could have an I-10, I-10, uh, I, or I-10 Highway 49 trophy or something. What we need to do is bring Tulane into the conference. <laughs> we can let that happen, then we can have that rivalry all the time. It would be great. I'd extend the vote. In fact, Jeremy, when we get through, we'll walk right over their campus. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll drop the papers. Yeah. So, Coach, who we need to look out for, somebody new at Southern Miss that maybe uh, is a little bit under the radar, but you predict will be somebody who's going to be a really key member of the Golden Eagles? I think, I think Dylan, Dylan Lawrence, transfer, transfer safety from uh, Mississippi State, State that played at George County High School in Louisville, Mississippi. Uh, had a dynamic spring. I think he's going to have a good year for us. I think our receivers, Ty Mims and Jacarius Caston, Latrell Jones and Brandon Hayes, have all shown flashes throughout their career, but we haven't been able to give them the ball enough because of quarterback play. And I think we'll get better quarterback play this year, and in turn, they'll get the ball more than it will show their talent. Uh, those would be the ones. Jaleel Clemens on the edge is a pass rusher from Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, really came on at the end of last year. I think he carried that in the spring ball in the summer. So last year was a great year in Hattiesburg. I mean, obviously what y'all were able to do, go into the postseason, get the win, basketball, winning the Sun Belt. Scott Berry, again, having another great Berry ball season. Do you kind of t- take a step back at that and say, golly, we've really set the tone for it this year, and, and you know, we got to do it again this year? Or, or do you just kind of say, that's just the way it is, you know, that's the way it should be? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, you know, we won the bowl game, which is a great step in the right direction. Uh, I can't speak for the other programs. We've got a really proud baseball uh, tradition. We've got a proud baseball program right now that's really, uh, you know, at the forefront for, you know, whatever you want to call it, group of five, mid-major, whatever. You know, when we were ninth in the country in baseball attendance. And then our basketball programs, men's and women's, uh, you know, men's won the conference, women shared it. So we've got a lot of things going on in the right direction from our president to our AD through our athletic department. There's a lot of alignment there. Uh, there's a lot of like-minded people with how we want to sell Southern Miss and type kids we want to recruit and where they're from. And uh, so I, think, I do think there's a little bit of momentum that builds on it. We certainly want to do our part again this fall. So we've heard a lot from coaches and from uh, Commissioner Gill about NIL and about perhaps maybe even some congressional uh, – uh, intervention. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that? I stand that when you deal with my hand, I'm gonna play that hand the best of my ability. And right now, the rules are what they are, and we're trying to play it the best we can play it to help Southern Miss. Would I like for a few things to be different? Yes. Would I like for it to be more uniform? Yes. Do I have any control whatsoever? No. You know. Uh, that's, that's going to be dictated by, like, we hope Congress. But, but Nick Saban's going to say so in it. Curry's yeah. smart, and then those people, not me right now. So I'm going to play the hand I'm dealt to the best that I can play it and uh, try to use it to the best advantage for Southern Miss. How does Southern Miss do this year on the transfer portal? We did good. We, we, we do good there for the most part because uh, we're in a really fertile recruiting area. And fortunately for us, a lot of those kids wouldn't always come home. So can you build a team on the transfer portal, or is it just about plugging in places that need a little more strength? I think that you can't build a team on it 
if, if you're, you're taking kids that, that you don't know anything about over a short time frame. It'd be like marrying a woman that you only knew for five days. Um, what, what we've been able to do, for us, it's all about our footprint in recruiting. Mississippi, Laura, Alabama, Panama, Florida, and Louisiana, um, Southeast Louisiana. All of our transfer kids from the portal have come from that footprint. So, so we already knew about them. We already had a previous relationship with them. We know their coaches. We, a lot of times we know family members. So, so for us, we got, got a lot of friends already on our team. So, so for us, the familiarity with our portal kids is probably greater than most. Uh, you know, it, it seems like that sort of mitigates, If once you bring in local people like that, that sort of mitigates the chances you're just getting malcontents from other programs becoming malcontents on your program. Exactly, exactly. Well, Coach, we appreciate you being on the show. I know it's a, uh, you've got a lot of business to attend. Are you going to stay for tomorrow, or are you back home to Hattiesburg? We stayed last night, night so we're headed home. home. All right, no going down to hitting, the, no. the hitting Bourbon Street or anything like that? No. Okay, well, that's probably smart. <laughs> he's he's got to save luck for the season. Not oh, the that's right. right. Well, he's not, although it seems like there's plenty of Southern Miss magic to go around. So <laughs> might want to try that roulette wheel. Thank you, Will Hall, for being on the show. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Southern Miss. Made it to a bowl game last year. Did not think that was going to happen. Even, you know, go to ULM, get that last second uh, win to secure that bowl bid. Tell us, how do you parlay that success into 2023? Well, I mean, learn how to win towards the end of the year. I mean, honestly, going into going to the ULM game, like, man, it's the last chance. We had two more opportunities for that. So, man, it's the last chance. So, bring us kind of teams up, you know, good enough. So, get to that final game of the year. Frank breaking the full Russian record. I mean, it really, really propelled us to the spring and summer tour. You know, we're really good work Hopefully, it causes us to fall. You know, last season, it seemed like a season of magic. Like, you were just winning games that you weren't supposed to win, and then you did hit that roadblock. Was it a bit of coming down to earth, or was it just a minor roadblock into the, into the season? Yeah, I would say coming down to earth. I mean, yeah, we, know, we know we're capable of. We should have won those two games, but we just didn't play well. Best part of we could. We had, you know, mental fog or whatever it was, but no, it definitely wouldn't have rolled off. I guess we just brought up some games fresh. Frank Gore didn't make it to media days. I mean, did y'all leave him at the bowl game? Just <laughs> still running up and down the field? Is he smoking Lovicus? Does he even exist? He does. <laughs> All right. He's a myth. <laughs> Frank Gore is a myth. I knew he wasn't real. <laughs> so, Jay, you're in third, third team all Sunbelt last year, second team All-American. That defense, I think, was really undervalued at Southern Miss. How do y'all kind of get the shine on and show what y'all are capable of this year? Uh, to be honest, uh, we really don't care about the shine. We just want to go out there and just play good defense. Every, every chance we get, just go out there and just stop guys, just get, get a ball to our offense and give us an opportunity to win. It's rural Mississippi. Let's let's be honest, guys. I love I love some Hattiesburg. It's a great place to stop on your way down to the beach. Tell me about the tell me about the life in in, in the burg, man. What's it like there at Southern Miss? Well, it's definitely different from where I'm from. Slow Louisiana. I'm right down the road from here, so it was definitely a culture change whenever I got up there. But I, that's my kind of town. I love a small town. You know, really passionate fan base. You know everyone there. I mean. I, I, if I, I could say, say for another 10 years, uh, <laughs> I'd love to. I'm sure Coach would find a way to <laughs> Change your name. Uh, I, I feel like this, the, city, the city is fun. Uh, it's a lot of things to do, uh, a lot of people to meet. 
It's, it's actually a big city in my eyes because I'm from some smaller than Hattiesburg, so it's a big city in my eyes. You know, when you were up on the stage, you guys were talking about how tough it was in the summer. How, you know, you moved in from CUSA, came to Sunbelt. Every game seems, uh, seems like a must-win situation. Do you still feel like that when you come in? Do you look at the schedule and go, oh, my God? You need more so this year. I've been it got worse. Oh, no. <laughs> you need more so this year. I mean, that schedule is, is, is brutal this year. I mean, it's going to test our, you know, our toughness. It's going to test our, uh, you know, uh, resilience. So uh, it's going to be a fun year. Jay, and last year, the big talk was all about the Sun Belt East. Now, the East is tough. The East is going to take over. The East is going to win all the championships. The West is going to be rebuilding. And in fact, that was the storyline for Southern Miss, too, that they were still rebuilding it. Turned out the West held its own pretty well. Champion came from the West. Looks just as tough this year. Is there sort of a rivalry? Am I making this up between the West <laughs> and the East? It's a ride between the West and the West. We, we, we in a ride with those guys in the East. <laughs> so y'all were able to pull off that uh, that great season last year, but that really parlayed into men's basketball kind of going on their run, winning, winning the Sun Belt as well. Then obviously we saw what, what Barry did there for baseball. Y'all kind of pound y'all's chest going, we set the tone, but now y'all have to have that expectation to live up to it again? Uh, honestly, sometimes when I'm at home and I watch the basketball team, when I do pound my chest, I feel like we started that winning tradition again. But then again, I think about all the hard work they put in, I want to just congratulate them teams. I just think it's a Southern Miss culture. Winning's built, you know, from wherever Brett Farr was, was with us, you know. Um, so I, really, I think they started with it. I mean, we're just getting back to it. We had a couple years down. And, does Brett Favre ever just show up? Yeah, he shows up to know. some random practice. Yeah. Random, <laughs> random. Look how good it's Brett he's like, he's like, He's like Frank Gore, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Computer generated, I'm telling you. The holograms, either that or the illusion from the heat. <laughs> but how interchangeable? I mean, Cole, you're, you're an old baseball guy. You think you've you got what it takes to, to give up the, the pads and go out? 100%. Oh, I, I, still, oh, I still like good. Oh, yeah. I still go in the batting cage and take, take cuts and stuff. So I, would, I really thought about being a two way, being baseball and football, but I decided not to because football was enough on my plate. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't throw in another sport. So, but yeah, no, 100%. I think I can definitely go out there and still like peace. Yeah, you got another sport in you? Um, probably not. Now I haven't trained for another sport in about, about 14 years or so. So I've been playing football all my life, so I feel like I'm a football player. High, high jump, that way you, you peak it, just like a ball, right? You know what I see from these two guys? Pickleball tandem, right? Here. A team <laughs> nice that can go. Big golfer. Oh, all right, big all right, golfer. maybe a golfing a team, too. All right, good. So yeah. what, you, what you shooting on the golf course? My best ever shot was at 82. Nice. Yeah. My handicap's like a, like a 13, so. That's still really out. good. That yeah. was on one hole, though, Jeremy. <laughs> no, no, no that, that would be my, my one. That's for sure. Uh, so, guys, uh, we keep hearing in the Sun Belts about winning in the trenches. You're you're sort of in the trench at the side end. You're seeing all the collisions in the trenches. Is Southern Miss going to be able to compete in the trenches this year too? Oh yeah, for sure. We have the best D line in Sun Belt and the best O line in Sun Belt. We've been working on that, so being in the weight room, getting stronger, getting faster. So I feel like them guys are going to dominate any team. The governor Kane Womack joins us on the Fun Belt podcast, Coach. <laughs> It's, it's always the best time of the year when we get to see you here in New Orleans for Sunbelt Media Days. How was last year for you as, as you kind of went through that uh, initial season uh, in the Sunbelt West? Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean uh, you, you know, you, you look, um, obviously, some, some um, uh, moving the dial forward within our program. Ten wins is uh, uh, 
uh, a great, great accomplishment, accomplishment, right? And uh, certainly, uh, it's rewarding as a head coach to you bring uh, a group of coaches in, you, you bring some players in, the cupboard wasn't bare, there were always some really great players, and you find a way to kind of navigate for everybody to become the best version of themselves day in and day out, and then, you know, you see how that, how that operates through a season, right? Uh, I think if you ask our players, right, they're probably more focused on three losses than they were ten wins, you know? Um, and so when you look at... Um, what, what we, we need to do moving forward, forward right? Um, you you got to be able to address some of the adversities that we faced a year ago. Keep, keep the main thing the main thing, thing right? The, 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 the habits and details and culture that have gotten us to a point where we're moving in the right direction. But then, you also at the same time, you got to be able to address some of the some of the things that you have put on tape, right? That, that you know you got to get better at moving forward. Coach, you lost those those two two regular season losses. You lost those by a total of five points. Yeah. Does that keep you up at night? <laughs> to a degree. It's kept me up some nights, I can tell you that for sure. Um, you know, like, like I said, I mean, you wanna, there's, a, there's a fine line, right? And, and each team has a new DNA of its own, and each season has a, a different DNA. You want to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Um, Okay, what, what has gotten, gotten us to that point? But if you don't address those things that those that cost us, right, one point against UCLA and four points against Troy and obviously a whole game that we come we, we did not execute and play nearly to the level of people of, you know, you got to identify those things and then figure out how to way to, 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 you know, to navigate moving forward. But that's what great competitors do, right? They find ways not just to look at the positives, right, but specifically, right, what are, what are the things that we can do to better ourselves? And when you have the experience that we have on this team coming back, those guys get a chance to, to address those, those adversities. And this Jaguar team is going to be able to put up some points there all the way from the running game of Damian Webb. you got Carter lead, calling the shots there at quarterback. But the defense, the defense is just a stout, but maybe it's kind of a underappreciated. What do you see out of that defense? Yeah. You know, you know um, I wouldn't, wouldn't say, say, you know, to their faces they're underappreciated. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're a pretty, pretty nasty group of guys. guys. You know, <laughs> we, we got a lot of fire on them. <laughs> Carter Bradley yeah. gets a lot of attention. Yeah. For, For sure. No, I, I, think, I think when you look at our defense, defense um, you know, you know experience, experience allows you to play with better anticipation, right? And, and defense really is about that. Um, you've you've got to eliminate or limit explosive plays. And we talk about limiting explosive plays and not for touchdowns. But, but then, then the other side of it is you've, you've got to be able to create some havoc. You've got to be able to create takeaways. You've got to be able to create some sacks and negative plays to get teams off kilter. And, and when, when you, you have, have experience coming back, back those guys can play with better anticipation and create more of those happy plays. So, so I think, I think from, from that perspective, you know, we're, we're, we're really in a good position. I think our guys are really hungry. I think uh, we probably are in a better position than we were a year ago in terms of our pass rush. And that's something that this is a defense that we've always been able to create. Uh, you know, negative plays and sacks. Been top 25 in the country for years under my dad's defense. And then... Myself and what we did at, uh, with Tom Allen in Indiana. Um, now, uh, you know, I think that's something that we got to be able to look at going into this next year of, of, of getting back to that um, uh, in terms of our, our passing production. So we got to go back to it because I still, I still. Oh no! Don't bring it up. It's too much pain. It's too much pain for you, let alone. For me. I, I didn't think he feels. He probably feel, I think he can handle it. I don't know if you can. 
that brings a tear to my eye every time I think of that damn UCLA. Game. <laughs> yep. 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 How, how did you kind of move your team beyond that game and realize, hey guys, it's early in the season, it sucks, but we got to keep going from there. Right. right. You know, those, those are, are those, those are, are tough losses, losses right? right? And, and uh, when, when you, you look, look at, uh, at our team, team obviously, obviously we did some really good things uh, in, in that game. game. Uh, came, came up, up short in a number of areas. I, I, you, know, you know, you look, look at some of the inexperience that uh, having a, a group of, of transfers that are coming in, in right? Uh, myself as a head coach, right? I made a decision in that game that I would love to have seen the outcome if I had gone a different direction, you know, with, um, uh, with how we navigated ourselves through. But I'm not sure when you look at any great program, they had experiences, right, and adversities that they have to find ways to overcome, right? I don't know if you've ever had somebody that just, they went from, from being, you know, a, a team that just did not have success or a winning season, and then everything came easy for them. I think you have to go through these growing pains uh, in order to, 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 to establish a, a, a foundation and a culture that you can win year after year, and I think that's what we're doing right now. With that said, though, Coach, you look around the league, how, how, how do you see this year kind of shaking out? More so on the East, where I think it's kind of where the West was last year, where nobody really knew. You know, I think um, those of us, right, as coaches or in the media that follow the Sun Belt, right, and you see the trajectory where we're headed, we're positioning ourselves to become the premier group of five conference in college football. The way that you do that, right, is you make it so competitive. And, and, and I don't know... I don't, I don't know, know if this will always be the case, case but I think you look top, top to bottom and we've shown the teams that have finished at the bottom of the rankings of the season are capable of knocking off the teams that finished at the top. That happened last year, right? right? So, so for us, um, finding ways to navigate um, how do we win specifically each week, right? Not how are we going to win in 2023, but what are we going to do specifically as a team to win this game and then go to the next one the next one? That's going to be a real challenge in the Sun Bowl because you have to show up for 12 games, right, including your non-conference opponents, which for us is a real challenge. So I think it's, a, it's a, an exciting thing, but also I think it positions us uh, really well when you look at the playoff expansion moving forward and, and what this league is capable of doing. Carter Bradley joins us on Fun Belt Podcast. It's cliche, i got to say, how's your dad doing? I mean, he's in the NFL as a coach. I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> but, but, but I will ask you this. So with him being a good defensive mind, how has that helped you improve your offensive game? Yeah. Um, you know, there's every year I feel like me and him have a conversation in fall camp, like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, why do defenses do this? What, like, maybe you see, like, defenses changing or going into so it's just, you know, it's a it's a constant, you know, how can I get better? I'm going to go to him and ask. So, I mean, he's taught me, I mean, unbelievable things. I mean, so much in a, in a notebook that I try to soak up every day. But, um, yeah, it's been awesome to have him in my back pocket. Making that transition to Mobile last year, how do you feel that it, it really went as y'all kind of really finally came together? And, and I mean, the Jags were, were legit. Yeah. No, I think, you know, when I got there in January, I could sense it. Guys were like, you know what, hey, you got something pretty cool going on here. You got to jump on board or, you know, we'll leave you behind. And, you know, I fell in love with that process. And, you know, whatever I could do, you know, for the team, you know, this year, you know, I was willing to do it. Um, you know, we kind of got together after that spring in the summertime and said, hey, let's, let's do this thing. You know, let's change the program. Let's do what we need to do and just, you know, kick this thing off right. 
you know, that's the thing, though. You can't really improve too much on a 10-2 and two season, right? In a, a season where both losses totaled, what, five points? How do you improve on that season? Yeah, I mean, you can even look back at the wins. You can improve on a lot of things. You know, they're never as clean as you think. Um, it's never as good as you think. It's never as bad as you think. But there's always things to clean up. Uh, I think, you know, those, those three losses last year spoke a lot of uh, a lot more to us in those ten wins. So I think, you know, looking back at, you know, those losses, how we could uh, go back into those games and say, okay, how can we, you know, eliminate this? How can we get out of a rut? How can we, you know, just be better overall? I think that's, you know, the main goal of looking at film. So what improvements do you think you can make? Yeah, I mean, I think you can be faster through your reads. I think you can... Um, you know, protection-wise, you can help out your, your backs, your O-line, just make it a whole lot cleaner for them. I think you can cancel things out, um, you know, in the, in the start of plays and just kind of get to the, you know, the nuts and bolts of the things. Any PTSD being back in New Orleans where, where the season ended last year with that loss to Western Kentucky? I mean, I've had PTSD <laughs> since, you know, the, the clock went double zero. So, um, you know, I've been thinking about it. I've been, I've been dreaming about it, even though it's a little bit of a nightmare. But, you know, I use it to my advantage, and I learned from the things, you know, I didn't do well in that game. I think our, our guys did the same, and we're ready to go for this year. Western Kentucky has some sort of voodoo on us. They're still pissed from being booted. I, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, they did one back in the Sun Belt. We said no. So now they're taking it out yeah. on us. I don't, I don't appreciate it. So, I, I mean, the, the goal is win the West, win the Sun Belt, win the bowl game. But I think more importantly for the Jags, how do we get the belt to Mobile? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been starting since January. I think, you know, the biggest thing is kind of, you know, we have a lot of maturity on this team. It's, it's grabbing those young guys, but also being very detail-oriented in the things, you know, we didn't do well last year, like I said. Um, and it's just going about it one day at a time. It's just letting the process, you know, the highs and the lows that football bring, you got to just embrace it all. So uh, that's coach speak. That's his dad rubbing off. Uh, yeah, he's probably ready for a coaching career yeah, after that. Uh, hey, Carter, uh, you know, uh, we were talking to your your uh, your head coach, uh, Kay Womack. He was talking about one of the biggest uh, improvements that the team has made squad-wise has been the offensive line. Do you agree? Do you feel like the offensive line has, has picked it up? Oh, yeah, 1,000%. I mean, I see, you know, at the end of last year, I mean, losing James, I think, you know, it could have been a big deal. It could have, you know, hurt us, but it didn't. I think going through spring, I think going through, you know, this fall game, it's going to be exciting to see, you know, Reggie take that new goal on. Um, and he's been getting them right uh, throughout these OTAs. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to see those young guys step in. Uh, and Adrian at that right tackle spot uh, and just grow to, you know, the person you want to be. You get to go against All-American Ian Banks in practice. Tell us about that defense and, and just how great of a player he is. You know, I look back, you know, at the Troy game, and I see a lot of similarities, you know, maturity-wise with them and how fast they flew to the ball and, you know, just, you know, the detailed stuff and things. And, you know, I look at our defense, and I think, you know, this is this is easily the best defense I think I've gone against. I mean, I was in Toledo, I went against Notre Dame, I went against, you know, the Toledo defense. I mean, you know, at that back end of my career there, um, I've seen some pretty good defenses, but I think this one is just so sound and so, you know, detail-oriented. But, I mean, going against Yam every day, I mean, it makes me a whole lot better at, you know, what I can and can't throw. So do you kind of, uh, if you manage to get something past him, do you, do you, do you let him know about it? We, or do you, do you just sort of... Yeah, Sorry about that, Yam. <laughs> you know, we, we've had our battles, and you know, we definitely challenge each other every day. But you know, we definitely look at each other and say, "Hey, we got one pass," or you know, he might have got me on one. But you know, it, it's all good competition.
So the top two G5s, Sunbelt and Mac, you've played in both. How, do, how similar are they and, and how different are they even? Yeah, um, you know, I think the physicality standpoint, the things, you know, you're up in the Midwest and you've got, you know, corn fed on the <laughs> and like they're going to play ball. Um, but, you know, down here, I think it's just a little bit different. I mean, the is still there, but they're fast. I mean, you're going to get kids from Auburn, Alabama, I and mean, everybody from you know, the Southern SEC schools that want to stay in the South, be close to home. So I think it just brings it, you know, it's just another level of football, I think, down here in the summer. That's all we got. Thanks so much, Carter. Great year last year for for the Jags, able to get to the double-digit wins, what you always want, but fell just short of winning the West, winning the belt, the whole game. How did the Jags kind of push through that and get ready for 2023? Uh, you know, uh, just like we won 10 games. You know, we keep the three losses as important as the 10 wins. You know, we just keep the main thing, the main thing. We just stay focused and you know, just drive, drive with you know, intensity. Jacks, better defense, better offense. Which one is it? Uh, it's hard to say, but I'm gonna say both. <laughs> he's been he's been hanging out with Carter Bradley too much. I he has know, that coach. He's feet. got the diplomacy going <laughs> yeah, on. But you know what? Feet. We will say that Carter says that you and he have a bit of a competition when it comes to to uh, making plays and maybe stealing plays. So. <laughs> yeah, we go ahead and practice a lot. All right. He'll just be looking at me. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do y'all have a tally? Like, who, who's ahead? Oh, I'm, on. I'm not sure right now. Oh, you title. know, yeah. Title, <laughs> one day he was like just killing us, and then other than that, maybe on this like a little bit interception. But no, it's it's pretty competition. So the big rivalry game, obviously with Troy to get the belt. What do you feel it takes to get that finally to come to Mobile, where it hasn't been yet? Oh, you know, it feels great, really. I think, you know, playing a good team like Troy, you know, I feel like it's always going to be a great game playing against them. So, you know, just keep the main thing. Another question I had. South Alabama's had a lot of great guys that got drafted. And, and it really kind of breaks that uh, that mindset of, oh, you're at South Alabama. It's a small school. They're in the Sun Belt. You know, if you go there, you're not going to make it to the league. How great is it to see these guys getting, you know, Jalen Talbert going to the Cowboys and everyone else that's been picked up? How great is that to see that? And, and what kind of hope does that give you that you can play at the next level? Uh, it's really just a good feeling, really, because I was really close to Talbert, Jalen, and Lou. Uh, I feel like it gave me a lot of confidence to say I can really do it, showing I can do it, really. And, you know, Talbert still to this day, you know. It's telling me to keep doing what I do. I'm in a great path. You got one more question for him. Do we have anything else? You get to play the Senior Bowl in your own stadium. How awesome will that be if and when that comes to fruition at the end of your season? Uh, that would be great, really. I can't, can't wait. Can't wait. Yam, we have been told that you got to go to another interview. So thank you very much, <laughs> man. Thank you.